Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host, here with Donna Lee. Hi, everybody. Happy Sunday. And I have a, uh, an absolute wonderful guest today. And so, special. Dr. Nathan Picard from Victory Medical. Uh, he's going to talk to us, and we're going to talk to each other a little bit about blood pressure management. And, and uh, thank you so much for being on today. Oh, you're very welcome. So the first question I have for you is this. Dr. Picard, so close to Dr. Pecker. What? <laughs> what? I, I was wondering why? if this was going to come up. No pun intended. Let's not it wait. It did come up. It's almost a, it's an absolute <laughs> affront to the field of urology that you didn't become a urologist. I, I'm thinking about maybe coming Switching. over to your field. I feel like you really should. Now, you do vasectomies in your practice. Now, would you believe that I didn't actually know that primary care providers did vasectomies? And then when I tell people that, primary care providers get mad. They go, no, 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 we had to do 20 in our practice in our presidency. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, so I'm one of the few probably in town, family medicine, that does vasectomies. So I don't think you have to worry about competition here in Austin. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you, your, your comfort level with the scrotum. Is something that gives me me a lot of comfort with you. Honestly, oh, thank you. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> thank you. you know, because so many guys don't even do physical exams anymore. But to know that you could comfortably navigate all around the scrotum and yes. do a vasectomy is something right. that I that makes me feel a lot of comfort with you. So Nate, tell us. Um, you know, I'm always really interested in hearing about what got people interested in getting into medicine and and where you trained and a little bit about your practice. So I grew up in a very small town south of Houston. Um, you grew up in Houston, right? Sugarland. That's right. Sugarland. Yeah, so uh, maybe about an hour south of where you are. Uh, really nice family practice doc there. So uh, I was a little injury prone growing up. So <laughs> I saw him quite a bit and just fell in love with medicine. Always knew I wanted to do medicine. Went to Texas A&M, pre-med, UT Southwestern in Dallas. Almost specialized in cardiology, but decided to go with family medicine and then ended up here in Austin after doing uh, about 11 years with the Air Force. That's amazing. I didn't know that you were in the military. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for being on with us today. Hey, thank, and thank you for your service. Yeah. So you work with uh, Victory Medical, which I think is one of the most progressive practices in Austin. They have mm-hmm. uh, amazing uh, units of, of practice. They have wellness programs, all sorts of things. Is there anything particular besides the vasectomy that, that you really like to participate in or that you're particularly proud of? You're exactly right about Victory. We do full-scope care, physical therapy. We have chiropractors. Pharmacy. Uh, pharmacy. Basically, on the third floor, we also have an allergy department. So we have a bunch of services there. Me personally, I mainly do family medicine, a few derm procedures, vasectomies. As far as Victory as a family, I think it is very progressive and uh, moving into all kinds of fields. Being someone who started practice on my own, uh, I really feel like an entrepreneurial large primary care group is a, a real anomaly. You know, either it's going to be a large Baylor Scott and White or a large group um, that may kind of uh, do things in what I would consider a more sterile way uh, or something progressive. So I really give kudos to the practice that you guys are building. Thank you. I'm not trying to get a raise here, but Dr. Franklin, our owners, <laughs> he's done a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Well, if he gives you a raise, have him, have him pop some money. <laughs> so, what I think was uh, great about when we talked before the show was talking about high blood pressure. In our program, when it comes to treating men with low testosterone, we come across men with high blood pressure all the time. When we check their blood pressure, I would say that nine times out of ten, 
a guy's blood pressure is high in the office. And it becomes really confusing to know when is it that I should treat somebody's low testosterone, uh, excuse me, high blood pressure. And I wonder to myself, why didn't the primary care doctor do it? I'll tell you, when I first started practice, I would get a guy that came into my in, in the office with a diastolic blood pressure of 112. <laughs> and I would immediately put him in the ambulance. Like, mm-hmm. and, and so... <laughs> To those poor patients in my first three or four years, they were completely asymptomatic, <laughs> but had blood pressures that blew my mind away. And I was like, this is not healthy. You, have, you can't do this. You must right. go to the hospital now. And, you know, in later years, I realized that the way we take blood pressures and what we're checking are, may affect what the number is. So, so why don't we start with that? Why is high blood pressure important? The longer your pressure is high, the more damage to the organs. You know, usually the damage is going to start with the kidneys and then expand to the other organs. You're exactly right. It's really hard to take a pressure in an office, especially when you're about to give a prostate exam uh, and trust that as being accurate. So, Especially after they see my fingers. <laughs> yes. Uh, my pressure is high right now just looking at them. What we really want is to know on a daily basis how the, how the patient's pressure is doing. So if I see a high pressure in my office, I take it with a grain of salt unless it's extremely elevated. They recently have uh, changed the guidelines uh, to go all the way down to 120 over 80 as being a normal blood pressure. It used to be 130 over 80. So we've gotten even tighter with blood pressure control. Because of that, we want to make sure we're getting accurate blood pressures, which is going to eventually fall a lot on the patient taking some home blood pressures that we can trust. Luckily, the machines are getting better, so patients can check uh, the pressures on their in their own environment. Unfortunately, it does take uh, about two weeks to establish a high blood pressure. So if I see a pressure that's elevated in my office, I'm going to have to teach a patient how to check a blood pressure, have them buy a blood pressure cuff, check it in an environment where they know that they're getting an accurate blood pressure. I definitely wouldn't trust one in the urology office. <laughs> That's funny. So, so when, I'm, when I see a patient with high blood pressure, this is what I tell them to do, and you tell me how to fix that or make it better. I tell them to send me a week's worth of blood pressure readings. I tell them to go to Walgreens or CVS or, or whichever pharmacy is going to sponsor us next week and, <laughs> and, and, buy, and buy a blood pressure cuff. They can expect to spend between maybe $70 to $100 and get one that checks it on the arm. Uh, and if they're a bigger person, make sure they get a bigger cuff and send them to me. And I tell them to do it randomly, not just first thing in the morning, or last, but, but do it kind of randomly and send me seven. And then if I get an average blood pressure that's over or in the elevated or stage one or stage two, that's when I start recommending some sort of treatment or going back to their PCP. How would you recommend things that are different from that? That's actually perfect. If they're checking in their home environment or wherever they usually are, if, if it's a workaholic, I would tell them to check their blood pressure at work. <laughs> if they're uh, usually at home, Good I would point. have them check it at home. But at least two uh, blood pressures a day at different times, just like you mentioned. Now, some of the keys, though, you need to be resting for at least five minutes. You have to have your arm around the level of the heart, basically mid-chest area. Your arm should be sitting there comfortably. You shouldn't have any caffeine at least 30 minutes before, or if you're a smoker, God forbid, you shouldn't smoke 30 minutes before. Uh, You also shouldn't exercise at least for 30 minutes before getting an accurate blood pressure. In the office, a lot of times people will be taking the stairs up to see me. They're rushed into my clinic. Uh, They don't, for whatever reason, get to rest five minutes beforehand. So once again, I can't trust that blood pressure. But if they're doing it at home, you can give them those directions and get a much more accurate blood pressure. And having a high blood pressure for a number of years can predispose you to strokes, heart attacks, 
hurt the blood vessels that affect your erections, which is what you know the, the side effect that and I'm most. That's what really about. counts. That's really what counts. I mean, after that, <laughs> who cares? You know. And so I try to really impress upon patients uh, why blood pressure control is important. Are there any tips or techniques that you use to try to illustrate to patients like why does this number matter? Because I feel like it gets brushed off quite a bit. It is a silent killer, and and unfortunately it can be too late by the time uh, patients really take it seriously. Like you said, a stroke, a heart attack. We usually see the damage first in the kidney, like I mentioned. So once I start seeing protein in the urine, um, I can then basically outline how that's going to advance over time if they don't get on top of it. And unfortunately, uh, if they don't take it seriously, it usually does. What are some types of patients that we really worry about blood pressure control in? You mean as far as... Like other medical conditions or what, what are some types of patients that would, we would consider particularly at risk for high blood pressure related problems? The diabetic population in general tends to have uh, worsening kidney damage because they're getting hit from two areas. They're getting hit from high sugars and also from high blood pressure. Uh, certain races tend to have higher blood pressures. Uh, blacks in, in particular tend to have higher blood pressures uh, on average. Uh, not saying that's a guarantee, but... Uh, and then people who have either bad lifestyles or strong family history um, particularly tend to have higher blood pressures in general. So uh, we're going to be right back uh, after these uh, little messages here. Uh, I'm here with Dr. Nathan Picard. He's with Victory Medical. You can oh, uh, make it. I wanted to add too. His beautiful wife, Dr. Sarita Prajapati, wow. is at Victory Medical at Westlake at the Westlake location. That's right. And you can make an appointment with him at five one two four six two three six two seven. I'll tell you that I get asked all the time about uh, finding a good primary care doctor. I can tell you that you can definitely trust your care with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Donna, uh, well, we're going to be right back to talk about treatment for blood pressure. Maybe you could tell people how they can get a hold of us. Sure. You can reach out to us at armormenshealth at gmail.com. Send us your emails, your thoughts, your questions. Our phone number during the week is 512-238-0762. And our website is armormenshealth.com. Thank you so much, Dr. Picard, for being here today. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll be right back. Dr. Mystery wants to hear from you. Email questions to armormenshealth at gmail.com. We'll be right back with the Armor Men's Health Hour. 